The weather outside is frightful. Man, the fire is so delightful. But if we take a place to go that works too, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. All right, we watched Die Hard, and now you know it's time for... How have you not seen that? 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 How have you not seen seen that with my co-host Bryce Perkins. Hello. I am Chase Austin and uh, as, as you should already know because this is the first episode, <laughs> uh, Bryce is a great friend of mine. We've been friends for quite a while and it came to my attention that he has major, major gaps in his cinematic viewing history. Right. As well as my teeth. <laughs> uh, he's got tons of gaps that it's just whenever he tells you a movie he hasn't seen, it's always one that makes somebody say, how have you not seen that? I've heard that phrase a lot in my life. One of the first ones that uh, was a huge gap that we knew that we had to cover is the movie Die Hard. So, Bryce, now that you've seen Die Hard, uh, does it make you feel like a man? Uh, I feel manlier than I've ever felt before. Uh, I actually got my first pube uh, right near the end of the movie. That's a good place yeah. to get it. Yeah, yeah. 30 years without a pube. Yeah. You know? My pubes are usually on my balls, but sure. it's interesting that no, yours is my, on the end of a movie. Yeah, at the end of it. Yeah, it grew on the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to pluck it off and and, and uh, uh, tape it to my pubic area. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little, your own little merkin. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yep, a diehard right. merkin. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and give us uh, your feels about this movie real quick and a right. brief synopsis of it, perhaps? Sure. Uh, so how I feel about it is, I, oh wait, uh, sorry. Yeah. For, before I forget, yes, please. If you have not me. seen, if you have not seen Die Hard, yeah. turn this podcast off, oh. watch it, and then turn this podcast back on. Right. The spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We will be talking about the entire movie, and also if you haven't seen this movie, like. Go fuck yourself. And also, if you are listening to a podcast that is about a specific movie and don't realize that there are going to be spoilers, maybe you deserve these spoilers. <laughs> yeah. But spoiler alert. Yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, go ahead. All right. Well, how I feel about this movie is uh, it's amazing. I, I uh, finally see what everyone has been talking about. You know, as a kid, I kind of uh, took it for granted and was like, whatever, die hard. I get it. Everyone loves it. Do I need to see it? Not really. I'll do other things that kids do, and I'll be fine. And uh, now that I have seen it, um, I'm I'm uh, prepared to travel back in time and uh, bitch slap myself uh, uh, for thinking that in the first place. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it's a great movie, and in all honesty, I feel like it's the, uh, or I I think that it is the uh, best action movie. I've ever seen. It's quite. That's not a. That's not that bold of a statement. Yeah, I know. I mean, and, it's and, pretty... and I've heard that before yeah. about it. And uh, and you know, I really do think that now. It's. I think it's the best action movie of all time. It's a fantastic fucking movie. And if you haven't seen it, you gotta see it just for the experience of seeing it. Even if you don't like action films, you will like this movie. You will. Yeah. 
So uh, why don't you give us a uh, little plot synopsis real quick? Uh, plot synopsis. Uh, we got B. Willie, old Brucey Will, you know? Yeah. And uh, he's he uh, he's divorced, you know? We are we are led to presume. Uh, separated. They're separated. Se- oh, separated, sure. And uh, John McClane. John McClane, that's right. The the uh, the famous world famous John McClane, and he he goes to he he takes a Christmas trip to California. <laughs> yes. You know, as he says when he walks off the plane, which is just one of the greatest moments uh, in movie history, I think, right up there with anything that happened in The Godfather. And um, he goes there to see his his recently separated espouse. And Holly, Holly and uh, during a uh, a Christmas party for her uh, company. Yeah, her job. Yeah, her company. Right at Nagahashi Tower. Nakatomi. Nakatomi Tower. And the plaza. Uh, the plaza. Same, whatever. And uh, he's thinking that it's going to be, you know, just kind of a maybe a chance at. Saving this marriage, yeah, you know, he's 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 traveling across the country just to save the marriage, and he's thinking he's gonna have a few drinks, come to Cal- go to California, have a couple drinks, have a good time. L- little does he know, there's a maniac, a freaking uh, absolute psycho, named Hans Gruber, that has come uh, to uh, to do some business with old. Uh, uh, with the CEO of, of Holly's company, it seems, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we're led to believe... So to speak. Yeah, his, the whole thing is that he uh, wants everybody to believe that he's uh, part of a terrorist group. Right. Uh, but really, they're there to steal a bunch of bear bonds. That's right. Yeah. Bonds of some sort. Right. And uh, Some James so they're Bonds. Really just, yeah, they're really just robbers. Right. But they're plotting the whole thing out as though they're terrorists so that they can blow the whole place up and then get away. Right. Uh, which is, you know, solid strat, you yeah. know? Why not? And, uh, and, and, but, but, uh, much to Hans Gruber's dismay, uh, you know, John McClane just happened to be there and that's the one motherfucker you don't want to be in the building that you're trying to hijack apparently. Yeah. So John McClane goes on this like, uh, you know, fucking badass rampage of badassery and, uh, you know, fucks Hans Gruber's plans up and, and says some nice little one-liners to him in the meantime, uh, all while uh, destroying his plans and, and, and basically just giving him a good old American ass-whooping. All right, well, let's uh, let's get into it. Um, first of all, I will say that uh, the uh, movie was based off of a book. It was uh, a book called uh, Nothing Lasts Forever, and it's actually a sequel to a movie or to a book called The Detective. And they actually turned The Detective into a movie years and years before. I think it was uh, 1968, and that was starring Frank Sinatra as the lead character. So when they made this movie, they were contractually obligated to offer the role of John McClane to Frank Sinatra. To, and, to yeah, 78 year old Frank Sinatra. Yeah, he was he was uh, 73 at the time. Yeah. Wow. And so uh, yeah, so he turned it down. Um, what, his stereo or? No, no, he turned down the role. Okay. And uh, so on top of that, they then were, there, there's rumors that they were turning it into a sequel to Commando, which I believe the director of this movie also directed that. Okay, uh, what what is Commando? Commando is, <laughs> man, that's a movie that we're going to have to watch too. That's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh, it's, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh. God, you have not yeah. seen like, anything. Well, all right, that's going to be an episode. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, but uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger also passed uh, passed on that. So then they turned it into like its own little standalone movie, 
And I have a list here of people that they offered the role to before Bruce Willis. Yeah, well, so awesome. the, 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 the director and, yeah. and the directors and the and the writer or the director and the writer uh, and a lot of people they wanted Bruce Willis, mm. but at the time Bruce Willis had done one movie I think, uh, Date Night, which yeah. was kind of like a romantic comedy. And the biggest thing is that he was on this long running uh, television show. Yeah, that called, uh, had nothing to do with action. Yeah, Moonlighting. It was yeah. A, it was a sitcom. He was no in no way did yeah. anyone associate him He's with the, action star. Yeah, he was a romantic lead in a in a sitcom. And right. they're like, Well, we can't. They, this was going to be a big tentpole movie, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, big summer blockbuster, and they didn't want this. You know, he's not a no name, but he's known for comedic, romantic lead stuff. So they're right. like, we can't do this for them. So they kept fighting. So they offered the role to uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Ooh. Harrison Ford, yep. Don Johnson, oh, uh, Richard Gere, yep, Clint Eastwood, okay, Burt Reynolds, yep, Robert De Niro. That's almost all of them. Charles Bronson, ooh, Nick Nolte. Wow. Mel Gibson. 80s. And I don't know if you'll know this name. Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's James Dean's cousin. <laughs> no. He played uh he played MacGyver. Oh, fucking right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on. So uh they uh yeah, they offered it to a lot of people and finally they uh they settled on uh Bruce Willis and he got five million dollars to play the lead role, which at that time was what leading men were getting. Like, that was a big salary. Yeah, I was going to say, and that sounds was, like a lot. Yeah, yeah, so they were putting a lot of money on him. Yeah. Uh, and he almost wasn't able to do it because of Moonlighting. Right. Uh, but, like, but because of the the shoot schedule for the movie getting pushed back, mm-hmm. it got pushed back a couple of times, and by the time they were ready to go, Sybil Shepard, the lead in his show, got pregnant, so she couldn't shoot what? the show. What? Sybil was in that show? Yeah. Oh, that man. Was, yeah, that's, like, where she came from, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. It's one of her biggest things. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they pushed pushed it back, and she got pregnant, and she couldn't shoot the show for 11 months, and he was open to do Die Hard. Yeah. And this movie basically made Bruce Willis into the Bruce Willis that we know. So, basically, if she doesn't get a little baby up the pooper, no be Willie in, in uh, Die Hard. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Uh, in not in so many words, maybe you should take some health classes. Oh, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how I should, it works. I should use less words. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bryce. And learn more use... health. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get back. Okay. I'll all right. So let's 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 keep going into here. And sure. uh, so, what are what are some moments that that stand out? Uh, moments that stand out. Um, well. For me, uh, the the it, it got it kind of got me engaged from the get go with the California with the California mm-hmm. line because I had seen the parody that uh, Ben Stiller did on his show without realizing it was an, a diehard parody at the time, you know. <laughs> so when I saw Bruce Willis go California, uh, it was like what he you know he really says that, and uh, so that kind of got my attention. Uh, but you know, as far as like that's just me personally, as far as like true iconic moments. You know, obviously him not having the shoes on while he's whooping all this ass, you know, and then all of a sudden they shoot out all the glass around. So he's having a, he's like, oh, fuck, I got to get, yeah. you know, well, and him walking on the so glass. That's Ooh. a big point is that he didn't have shoes on for the whole film. Right. And uh, like he remember, didn't he didn't get to wear them in his trailer. Yeah. Do you, you remember know? why he didn't have shoes on? Uh, well, he forgot them. No. Oh. It was because when he's on the plane yeah. coming over there, because the, the movie starts with the plane. Oh, the TSA made him take his shoes off. No. <laughs> 
The guy next to him. They was didn't like, do that. No, the guy next to him was like, "Oh, I fly all the time. The way to get over jet lag is you take your shoes and socks off and you ball your feet in a fist and you rub them on the carpet." And so when he's waiting in the bathroom, he's doing that, and that's when oh, the that's right. People attack, and he has to like bolt, and so he just yeah, has and he no has shoes no choice. On. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep, yep. And then he kills that first terrorist. He goes, uh, "I kill a terrorist and they have shoes the size of my sister." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't get that. What does that mean? Choose the size of my sister. Little little feet. He had little shoes, so like he couldn't fit in his shoes. Oh. So he still had no shoes. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> you are. You're super quick. You're, you're learning. You're learning. One day you'll be a real boy. What does means words? Before this movie, was there ever such a a collection of great one-liners? And like, could you argue that this movie was the like birth? The dawn of the like overly I mean, cheesy one-liners. I, I don't think so. You know, in uh, blockbusters and stuff. I don't think so in the timeline uh, because I'm sure there were plenty of other ones that have that, and that's kind of where they got it. I do know that uh, the best line of the movie, "Yippee ki yay, motherfucker!" Of course, because you know uh, he's talking to he's talking to uh, his cop friend on the ground that he because once they you know come in, right. we've all seen the movie, and right. then he starts talking to. Uh, Reginald Val Johnson. Steve Urkel's dad. Yeah. No, uh, the neighbor. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> He's talking to him on the ground, and then Hans is, you know, listening in, and Hans calls him cowboy, you know, and he's... That's right. So yeah. when he's, he's about to, like, duck, uh, like, duck into a corner to get away from some people, and he says, yippee ki yay motherfucker. Yeah. That line is, like, one of AFI's top 100 lines yeah. of all time. Bruce yeah. Willis came up with that on, on the day of the shooting. He was just shooting. He was like just recording things. He wanted to make like some of the, uh, you know, uh, crew laugh and stuff. Yeah. Because they were just telling him to you know say something. You know, do this. Right. Like have something happen right here. Right. And he said that, and they loved it. And they right. Went with it. And then from that point on, Bruce Willis was like, "I'm an improv god. Don't ever tell me any lines to say. I'm going to improv all of my lines from that point on." <laughs> I mean, you're actually not that. I don't think he said he's an improv god, but he definitely is like, "Don't tell me how to act." Yeah. Don't he, direct me. Didn't he say that to Kevin Smith? <laughs> yeah. Old K Smith? Yeah. Uh, what's interesting, though, is that also um, it was it was supposed to be Yippee-Ki-Yay Mother Humpers. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. Because little, they uh, had seen Tremors. They, had they seen traveled Tremors. to the future, <laughs> watched Tremors, and they were like, I like Mother Humpers. Overfucker. And we got to keep it PG-13, even though it's a rated R movie. Um, there, there are some uh, funny radio – or not radio edits because it's television – Airplane or whatever edits of it. Uh, one of them is Yippee Kaye, my friend. That's like one of the <laughs> ones. Which actually works, but it doesn't work. It have the doesn't same work, dude. No, the one that really doesn't work Yippee is. Yippee Kaye, my friend. My favorite one is Yippee Kaye, melon farmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that reminds me if we can kind of break off a little bit here. There's one, uh, they did a, a an edit of. Um, of um, Goodfellas for AMC I was watching one time. And, and uh, you know, in, in that movie, fucking Joe Pesci is just constantly saying, fuck your mother, fuck your mother, right? Uh, in that bar scene. <clears throat> and so, obviously, you can't say that on television. So, instead, they overdub it with, feed your mother. Feed your <laughs> feed mother. mother. <laughs> like, you know, feed your mother. I mean, all time, the all-time best uh, edit, though, is in Kill Bill. I believe volume one. Yeah. When she's like, she's like paralyzed, and the hospital staff or whatever is letting people pay to like fuck her. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And this guy, he comes in, he goes, "My name's Book, and I like to fuck." Yeah, that's right. And so when they do the the TV edit, it's "My name's Book, and I like to party." 
like it sounds nothing like the guy. It's just so weird. And like if you just change that, just change the whole line. Like my uh, name's Marty, yeah, and I like yeah. to party. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, at least, at least, at least make like it party. At least make it rhyme. Yeah, like my name's my Marty. name's Jim, and I like <laughs> the Quim. No, you that's probably dirty it. too. Yeah. Uh, the quim? The quim, yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's a female... Uh, oh, ejaculate. Yeah, ejaculate. Is it really? Oh. Yeah. The more you know. Ding, ding, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, I will say this. Uh, one thing I love about this movie is you kind of get into the characters uh, of John McClane and, you know, Holly and, like, this whole thing before the movie really, like, picks up. Mm-hmm. And, like, if... So let's say that Hans Gruber didn't come. Yeah. And, like, he was just at this party. We could see, like, a whole movie of them, like, trying to, you know, figure out if they could be together again. It, could, you know? it would have been a classic room. It would have been right up there with When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> I don't know if it was been that. Know? But it would have been, uh, you know, it would have been something, you know, I could have seen. Uh, I would have cried. Ryan Gosling and uh, Michelle Williams in or something. Yeah, if not, <laughs> if not Woody <clears throat> Allen and... Um, uh, uh, Kathleen, uh, Catherine Hepburn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At so, the ages they were at at that time. Uh, so, well, the, uh, one interesting thing is that gets me every time is at the beginning of the movie when uh, he shows up to the place and the, the guards there and he goes, uh, "Where's Holly McLean?" Or you know, he's look, I'm looking for Holly McLean. The guy goes, "Type it into the thing," and so he types in McLean and he doesn't see her name and he's like, "Oh shit!" Like and he it goes, went to Google. No, to yeah. the God, you're the worst. So he types in Gennaro because that's her maiden name, and he realizes yeah. that she's going by Gennaro. And then the guy, the guy behind the counter goes, "Oh yeah, they're on the thirtieth thirtieth floor. They're the only ones in the building." Yeah. So like, if he goes, "I'm looking for Holly McLean," he goes, "Well, the only people in the yeah. building on the thirtieth yeah. floor. Right. Just go up to the th- like, right? What a dick! Like, type it in anyway." We all know. I- you know, I, I commend them for doing that because we all know that dick-ass security guard. You yeah. know what I mean? It's very realistic of them to do that, to portray him yeah. in that way, I thought. Well, so, um, yeah, so uh, what else, what other uh, moments in this movie really stand out for Like you? my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I have an anecdote about my uncle in this movie. Give it. Uh, my uncle Gary. Hi, Gary. So uh, Gary? One of the first times I saw... Part of this movie, mm-hmm. uh, I was too young to watch the whole movie, right. but he had just gotten this like real badass state of the art uh, surround sound system, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Y'all gotta watch this." And he popped in Die Hard because the very, very first thing that happens in Die Hard is a plane, plane like the seven forty seven landing. Yeah, so like, he would just play that right. to like blast the the surround right. sound. And it was dropping bombs too, yeah. so you could hear the well, bombs no. landing. No, that didn't happen. Anyway, I I was like six, and I still remember. I was like, "That's what a plane sounds like when you're under it." <laughs> that was so loud. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he he could have popped in Wayne's World for the for the scene where they lie on the cars and the fucking plane lands over. Well, this was also VHS, car. so it would need to be something right at the beginning. This was years ago. I was like oh, six. Oh yeah, or also it'd have been yeah. like. Check this out. And then, like, hold on, wait, hold on. It's, it's, I gotta fast forward. Hold on. Let me find it. Play. No way, Ted. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> wait, I think this is the wrong movie, but we'll just fast forward it and see if it is Wayne's World. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that would have been, that, that would have been. The age of VHS, you know, these millennials, they don't understand the struggles of the VHS, you know. So you pop in a movie, you don't even know what it is until you press play. Well, I mean, they say the name of the movie Do on the side. Do they on, v- on VHSs? Well, I guess ours didn't because we just pirated them Did all. Did they? 
we would just copy them from Blockbuster. That's oh, that was fair. old school, old school pirating where you had to cover Actually, up the little tape and yeah. set up two VCRs. One time, my my dad used to do that for me all the time. Right, he would like buy the because they sold blank tapes at Blockbuster. Yeah, right? so there was like they were like it was like Blockbuster was like wink, hey, wink, come on, man, go for it. Like we don't care. And so I'm like six, and my dad would always video like copy the movies that we rented so that we didn't have to rent them all the time you know mm -hmm. and he would buy blank tapes and one time he's buying blank tapes i'm like six years old seven years old we're at the counter we're renting our movies he gets a pack of blank tapes while he's at it and my little bitch ass goes we're gonna copy them to the guy <laughs> you know as he's checking us out and my dad it was like one of my first instances of like of knowing what like a faux pas is or something yeah. and committing a faux pas because my dad like looked down at me and was like shh shh shut up kid shut the fuck up kid you know and I was like oh what and I had to ask him and he had to give me a whole lesson I was like this is illegal the FBI will come you know that thing in the beginning the FBI will shoot us in the face and I was like oh okay and then from then on I've led a life of doing illegal crimes um, without being caught it always comes from the father yeah or the lack of a father yeah <laughs> either one either one <laughs> Either way, if you got if you're born, you're gonna do crimes, yep. dad or no dad. That is the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. uh, Speaking so, of crimes, Hans Gruber, Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So here's a here's another. Uh, I guess you could call it a plot hole because I was looking things up and people were talking about this plot hole. And when the 25th anniversary came out, they showed some deleted scenes that mm -hmm. debunked the plot hole. And I never found it a plot hole because, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Uh, so when um, we finally, when uh, Hans Gruber yes. and McLean mm -hmm. meet face to face. Yeah. Oh, great yeah. moment. And, and they uh, don't know that they are each well, other. Well, no, he know, obviously Hans Gruber knows that right. he's. The, but, well, actually, I guess they do know they are each yeah. other because McLean knew too. But that was because the thing. they gave him the empty gun. Yeah, that's the thing. People would say, how did Which he know? That, that's the best. How did he know? Yeah. Oh, and, to get on that topic. Okay, that's real quick, I will say that sure. that was not in the script. They added that into the script when they realized uh, that. Uh, they had Alan, Alan Rickman Sorkin and no Alan Rickman when Alan Rickman, Rickman could do an American accent. Oh, that's yeah. right. So the director oh. wanted that scene, but he didn't have it because you know he mm -hmm. didn't have a guy because Alan Rickman is actually British, right? And, is he really? Well, he's dead now, but yeah, he right. was. Right, he was. Uh, Harry Potter. He was when he was in in Harry Potter. Yeah, and in real life, what's what is what mean? What does that mean? What what does real life mean? Harry Potter is real life. Yes, it is. Isn't does. it a fucking documentary, dude? <laughs> you just said the. Who is this guy that we. that I'm doing this show with doesn't even know Harry Potter's fucking. No, I am Alan Rickman. Oh. Yeah. Well, now I'm scared. You should be. Okay. Shoot the glass. Shit! <laughs> I don't have shoes on. I'm Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, right? Yeah. Anyway, so they did that scene, and the way that. Uh, McLean realizes that he's one of the terrorists is they've cut uh, is from his watch because all of the terrorists have these exact oh, same really nice watches. Badass watches. Yeah, and uh, I think he mentions it in the movie. Maybe he doesn't. They call it when the he's terror on, watch. When he's on the thing, he goes, oh, all the terrorists, they have uh, really, really expensive clothes, no labels, and uh, you know they must be well-funded because the IDs are super uh, fancy and right. cost a fortune. Right, and they, and they, they all have these nice watches. In the first place. And so what, there's a scene in the beginning when they're getting off the back, <clears> the terrorists are getting off the back of the truck where they... You know, Alan Rickman says, 
you know, sync your watches and they all sync up their watches and we get that vision of the, the you know, of the watch. And then there, there's a bunch of times when he kills these terrorists and he notices their watch and he comments on uh, Henry Clay's watch. Henry yep. Clay is the name that uh, Alan Rickman, Hans Gruber, gives right. Bruce Willis to tell him that he's not right, not one of the terrorists and it's just on the board. So you think that, you know, he's fallen for it and that's when he gives him the gun. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it turns out that he, Bruce Willis was watching or John McClane was looking and he noticed that it was the watch. So he knew he was a terrorist and he gave him the empty gun to figure out if he could get more information out of it. Yeah. See, my thought was he didn't necessarily know that he wasn't one of the guests of the party, but he's a cop and he wasn't just going to give a guy a loaded weapon. Right. The guy was kind of skittish and said he knew how right. to use a firearm. So right. at least he could give him one. So he's not like, ooh, and scared and crouching right. behind him or something. Right. And it turned out that. Uh, my justification worked fine for me, but that was not at all what what the justification actually was. So, what's the plot hole they were saying? That he would have he wouldn't have known. That oh, given it him was oh that he wouldn't or, have known or a terrorist. Yeah. Like, How there was about no this? He's John fucking McClane, <laughs> and he knows everything. Fuck your plot hole, dude. Well, here's here's my thing. How about, about enjoy too? the movie without having your head up your pooper? I, I totally agree with that. You know. But one thing that's great about this movie is that John McClane is just a guy. Mm-hmm. You know. I know that in some of the well, future ones, which you haven't seen, he's just a guy that has had training to be. A yeah, cop. I mean, he's a cop. He's but he's not like a secret agent. He's not a super soldier, right? You know, he's not the Rock right. in Fast and the Furious. Like he can't fall off a thirty-story building and land, right? You know, like it's right. he's still just a dude. Like he's got the cut-up feet, and, yeah. and like the whole movie. Yeah, he feels all the pains of things, like when he gets shot and all that stuff. Like it shows, right? But That's he's true. The, you know, he's the right guy in the wrong place. Right. You know, if if anybody else had been in this position, it might not have gone as well. Yeah, like because if, he is a good cop, but you know. yeah, like say if Danny Tanner was there, uh oh, you're getting robbed. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, and they're all going to die. Right. But anyway, so that was uh, that was a big plot hole that was actually solved. Okay. But Solved. it was because of the cut. The reason they had to do that cut is Sounds like rewrote, a stretch of a plot hole. They rewrote the ending to have the ambulance as their getaway thing. And so yeah. when they had already shot the them getting off the truck, yeah. there was no ambulance in the back of the truck. So the director was like, look, we got to cut as soon as they get off so you can't see that there's no covered ambulance in the back of the cut, in the back of the truck. Because that okay. would ruin the ending and it would be uncontinuitous. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. And they couldn't just edit it? They did. Regardless, they did. They cut it out. So oh, then that okay. they had to cut the the moment of synch- synchronize your watches. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So, tidbits. Um, you know, I mean, everything about this movie is is fantastic. One thing that we have not touched on, and it is my probably one of my favorite things in this entire movie. Yes. Is the character of Ellis. Oh man, what a character! <laughs> God, I is, wish uh, there was more of him. I, I wish I mean, he was John McClane. He that character was so good. Yeah, let me look and see what his name was. His name is uh, Hart Bachner. The actor, yeah, the actor. Yeah, oh, like, Hart, really we all in, know Hart. Yeah, yeah Hart Bachner. I mean, he hasn't really been in a lot. Like to the point where I thought they might have actually just killed him in that scene, right? For realism, it was like a it was a crow situation, yeah. and you know he really got shot. God, in the head. he was. So good in that he's just that it was douchey, awesome. sleazy. It was perfect. Yeah, Hans, yeah. Bubby. Yeah, <laughs> Hans, baby. Hey, come on, I'm smooth talking you. Come on, I can smooth you know talk what? a terrorist. I, I got lots of cocaine in me. We're the same. We're making million dollar deals every come day. On, every day, you do baby. yours with a gun. 
I do, I do mine, mine with, with a my fountain words. pen. Yeah, fountain it's pen, just, that too. Oh, uh, and he gets caught like snorting. He's snorting blow off of Holly's desk when John McClane enters. He's blow. like, whoa, oh, hey. Blow for days, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, he's a cop. Oh, uh, thank you for your service. He goes, you missed a little bit, right? You missed a little, yeah, yeah, John McClane. Yeah, you got him. He zinged him with that one. He's like, yeah, you missed a little bit. I know what that is. I'm a cop. I've been on the streets. I know what that white stuff is on your nose. But anyway, I, I love him, and I uh, I would watch him be that character right. forever. Like, he was so No, yeah. Good. Yeah, he was great. I wish, I, I guess that'd be my only critique of the movie is that I wish there was more Ellis. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he was also great when he died because he's such a douchebag. It was such a great way to die. Yeah. It was. Uh, also, when he got shot, I'll have you know, you did not really see Alan Rickman's face. Why Because is Alan that? Rickman could not. Uh, every time he would shoot the gun and the blank would go off, and any time he shot a gun, yeah. he would wince. And so they had to edit all of Hans Gruber's shots so that he wasn't – you didn't see his face. Alan Rickman would? Yeah. What? Yeah. And hey. another thing Pussy, that happened – yeah, Another thing that happened with the guns yeah. is one of the blanks went off too close to Bruce Willis's ear – and he still has tinnitus to this day. Because oh, that'll happen, you know, shooting blanks. Yeah. I got I shot blanks the other night. Can't hear shit. That's why Out my kids. penis. Yeah. yeah. I get it. <laughs> no, I don't right. think you understand. Well, um. Through the tube. Let's see. Is there anything else that you have to say about Die Hard? Uh, I mean, it's I mean, one of those I, movies that everything that you can say has been said for the most part. I would yeah, think. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's just a great fucking movie. And, uh, I mean, I love all of the stuff when John McClane is, like, talking to himself. And he's, like, so so real. Like, when he's jumping off the roof. Right. And he's tied in. He's like, don't do this, man. This is crazy. What are you doing? Come on, Johnny. I don't know, man. Johnny, can you do this? And he's like, Johnny, I don't know, man. You know, I know it. You know, <laughs> he's genuinely me. surprised when he, like, right. lives and everything. Right, yeah. That's all great. And the original Val, too. Reginald Val Johnson's character, I think, Al Powell. Is uh-huh. great, uh, yeah. but uh, so here's something I wanted to talk about with. I loved El Powell. with uh, that character. I found an article on Cracked that uh, was all about the character, the character of Al Powell, and it goes into oh some um, uh, into some what fan theories. Matters. Yeah, it's a fan theory for Family Matters, essentially. Yes. Uh, the, the name of the article is A Mind-Blowing Theory yes. about the dad from Family Matters. Oh, this is that theory that everyone's already heard before. I don't think so. Please delve into it. <laughs> uh, the, the article is by Michael Growey. Oh, I know that guy. So I played tennis with him the other day. Basically, the theory posits that uh, Al Pal is the same character that he played in Ghostbusters. He was the, well, he right. was the cop yeah. in the jail cell. They both cops. In Ghostbusters. And they had the same face. Yeah. And so, so we, there's some there. I think. Listen. Okay. Don't be a dick. So when he was in the, go- the cell with the Ghostbusters, they you know they tell him about the ghost and everything. He's like, oh, y'all are crazy. Right. So the theory posits that he talked to them more in the jail cell, especially we know that he's talkative and diehard, mm-hmm. you know, because he talks to John McClane the whole time. Yeah. So Egon gave him his theory about the Twinkie. Yeah. Ghostbusters, you know, this is like the current amount of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then it explodes. It's it's huge or whatever. So then he goes from like not believing ghost to seeing the whole thing. He can't get over it. He moves from L.A. I mean, from New York Mm -hmm. to L.A. to like kind of re. So when does the transition from New York to L.A. happen? Sometime in between there. Like he just goes. 
So he moves to LA and he's eating. He starts eating a lot of Twinkies to like deal with it. Like I'm gonna eat all of these Twinkies so they don't grow big and yeah. blow my mind the way that things happened in New York happened. Yeah. So he's truly affected yeah. by this. And thing. if you notice, when we first meet him in this movie, he's buying an insane amount of Twinkies. Like he's got an arm full of Twinkies and he goes up to the cash register and he tells the guy, oh, "They're for my wife. She's pregnant." And the guy's like, "Nah. Like, okay, we can." Yeah. And so uh, he puts him in the bag. He tells him that he's got a wife that's pregnant. Right. He tells John McClane he's got a wife that's pregnant. Yep. He's not wearing a wedding ring. Oh, he's a fucking yeah, sad so little just, loser. Yeah, and so something's messing up with him, and he's yeah. just, like, covering it up. Also, the sergeant who uh, would know who he is and know that he's got a pregnant wife that's about to pop Yeah. and, like, send him home when he tries to send him home, and he's like, you can't drag me away. If you got a pregnant wife, you don't want to stay there where you possibly could die. If i got a pregnant wife, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm sorry that this is all going on, Johnny, but... I gotta go take care of my kid. You're on your own, brother. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Well, and then uh, William Atherton, who plays the reporter in this movie, yeah, who's like a super douche, finds out that John McClane is married to uh, Holly, Holly Gennaro McClane, and uh, puts his kids on TV, and that's how Hans Gruber finds out that Holly's in. Like, so the shit hits the fan with that guy. Well, mm-hmm. that guy is the same guy that played uh, the part of the EPA guy in. Ghostbusters, yeah, which is what also caused the shit to hit the fan when they arrested the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So, like, the similarities in their face kind of made something start to snap in Al's psyche. All right. So, uh, and we also know that Al has shot a kid when he got to New York. Now he's, or when he got to LA. Yeah. And now he's, you know, desk jockeying it. So he, and he's still wrapped up in the guilt of killing that kid. Mm-hmm. Well, at the very end, he kills uh, Carl when the, the evil terrorist guy. Uh-huh. He kills Carl, uh, and it's the first time he shot his gun, and he like you can see it in his face, like he's like, "Whoa!" So you're kind of thinking, "Oh, he's overcome it," but what if that's like the full snap right. of him killing it? Like he killed again, right? And he ends up uh, falling into the like recesses of his mind, right? Where he's now still a cop, but he's a family man in Chicago. And he's got a family. And his kids. name is Carl. Carl. Is that yeah. really where it was going? Yeah, that's oh. part of it. That's part of okay. it. Okay. So everything is perfect. You know, he's, he's got the cop job and like some of the stresses, but he's always open time to have these things. But the kid next door, Urkel, mm-hmm. who is just obnoxious and right. annoying, that is. John well, here, let me read a, let me hear, read a little. Uh, uh, Clip for or a little part of the article here. There's a Urkel is a manifesta- manifestation of Al Pal's guilt, his own personal devil. Urkel is the boy Pal shot, and he's come back in the most obnoxious form possible, completely and completely impossible to get rid of. He haunts Carl because he's literally an angry spirit, which we already know is possible because this is the same universe as Ghostbusters. Oh. <laughs> And uh, so Carl is mentally traumatized and he internalizes the haunting and is unable to distinguish reality from fantasy, thus giving Urkel, the spirit, entire control over his uh, life. And that's why as the series of family matters goes on, it becomes crazier and crazier and it more is just Urkel torturing this man and there's robots and time travel and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and the the last thing is... Um, Steve, you know, Steve Urkel's like tagline, you know what it is. Did I do something that annoyed you guys? Is that how it went? It was something like, <laughs> did I make popcorn at two in the morning while everyone was asleep and I'm drunk as fuck? Wasn't that his line? 
You are something like that. (laughs) You are impossible. No, this theory is impossible. However, did I do that? That's the lie. Oh, and that is actually that is actually Al's mind saying, "Did I do that?" Because he did. He's the one who killed that boy. Yeah, and he's stuck in that forever. So then he ends up. He turns himself in. They throw him in Azkaban. Next thing you know, he's Harry Potter's uncle. Dementors everywhere. Then Voldemort comes out, shits on his head. He fucking craps his own pants and dies. Dude, crazy fan theory. Love it. I love it. <laughs> you don't love that one, do you? You don't love my uh, addition to the fan theory? <laughs> There's not a word for, for but how I feel the, about see, you. The, but the irony of him getting crapped on his head and then crapping his own pants. You know? All right. All right, Bryce. Well, so let's uh, let's uh, sort of wrap this part up. Sure. Um, how What's would next? You, how would you rate this movie? I give this movie seven out of five yippee motherfuckers. All right. Yeah, I love this movie. I really did. In all seriousness, I love this fucking movie. Uh, it's a classic. It's the best action. It's the best, like, fucking straight-up action movie I've ever seen and probably will ever see. I think it is the pinnacle of action movies, and they should have stopped after that. And Okay, so you just saw this movie for the first time. Yeah. 2018. You're 30 years old. Hold up? Does it hold up? Is it, is, does it... Oh, holds up. Holds up. Okay. 100%. 100%. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to mention about the movie before we move on to our last segment? Um, no. There's nothing. All right. Well, yeah. let's do the last segment. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of the show. The best part of the show. The show everyone tunes in for. If they were to remake this movie. Yes. So, if they were to remake this movie, uh, blasphemy. I mean, there's Total no blasphemy. there's Don't, 100% no reason to remake it. It say, holds up. Hey, Hollywood, put the pens down. Put away your laptops. Don't remake this movie, you little fucking assholes. But, but Bryce... Yeah. Bryce, yeah. there's money on the table. We don't need it. It has money. a fan base. Hey, we've already made as much money as we need. There's no need to make more. Are you sure? Are you sure? You don't want more money? More money flowing out of pockets? Fuck art. I want money. You know what they say. More money, more things to be problemed with. But 99 bitches ain't one. But 99 bitches ain't one of them. <laughs> I got... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, like um, so don't make the remake. But if they were to remake, if they were going to make it, and we're gonna, we should be in charge of it, and this is what we would do. All right. So uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's have it. Let's cast have it. it. What, what are your your thoughts on casting? Why not? Well, we got to start with the meat. We got to start with the meat and potatoes. That being John McClane. Who? Who's going to be John McClane? Any thoughts? It's got to be The Rock, man. No, see, it can't be. Okay. It can't be because he's not no. a normal, everyday man. You know, he's got to be kind of normal looking. He's got to, like, The Rock could, you know, do the laughing stuff, but The Rock is a god. Like, he's built like a brick shit house. The Rock you is know, a god. Like, not that Bruce Willis was That's out true. of shape, but he's not, he's not The Rock, he's, you know? He's not The Rock, uh, and he will never be The Rock. He will never be as good as The Rock. He's a stupid piece of shit compared to The Rock, and he will never amount to what The Rock has achieved. Fuck you, Bruce Willis. Wow. All yeah. right. That's well, what I say. Well, tell us how you really feel. Okay, I really Here's feel my like Bruce Willis is <laughs> no, actually... Okay, I don't actually want you to tell us. <laughs> Here's my thought, all right? Yeah. If you got to do it, yep. uh, the probably kind of obvious, but Chris Pratt. 
Ah, wow. Good you know? call. I yeah, mean, you know, he's, he's, he's got the self-deprecating. He's so hot it, right now. And he's good. You know, you know, he could, yeah. I, I, he would definitely be able to pull it off. Uh, yeah, okay. that's a good one, man. Hodge that's Gruber. a good one, especially if he was built a little more like Andy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, if he was a little like, If he was somewhere in between Andy and, you know, vo- the Lords of the Universe or whatever. Guardians of the Galaxy. Fucking movie is, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I think you got a little I bit. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> well, eventually, we'll, yeah. eventually we'll get to the so Marvel. Twenty movies. years from now, yeah, uh, we'll get to the Marvel movies. Right. I know that you just hate that stuff, so yeah, it's not my thing. But uh, so, but I think that is a great call, though, Chris Pratt. I think that's perfect. Yeah, especially if we can just say, hey, put on a little, a couple more pounds of fat, a little lbs, lose a little bit of the muscle, you know, and be more of a re- just a regular Joe. Yeah, and you can still be a little muscular. Like no, Bruce Willis. Give me no muscles. Bruce Willis was pretty muscular in this, but it was uh, it was kind of uh, what do you call it? Scrappy. Bruce Willis had shit for fucking muscles. He's a piece of shit compared to Chris Pratt. He will never, <laughs> ever amount to what Chris Pratt has become. Mr. Willis, I apologize because I know that you're listening to this. Please come on the show. You've <laughs> definitely heard this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a good stance, it, Bruce Willis. If you're hearing this, uh, come on the show and uh, defend yourself. And and please come on your motorcycle. Oh wait, is it a chopper? Fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Hans Gruber said's dead. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, Hans Gruber. Um Oh man, if Alan Rickman were alive, I would just put his ass back in well, there, man. You know how they cast him, right? He's so the, good. The original I don't have it down. Uh, they originally had somebody else cast. I can't remember who it was, and um, probably some piece of shit that died no, of a heroin overdose. Really but okay. uh, they they lost him. They couldn't. He couldn't get in the schedule they or whatever. Him? No. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't find him. Oh, they couldn't find him. When they, they were like, "Oh, we need to shoot this." Oh no, no, no. He went on lost. The director, but the director saw a stage play, uh, a little stage play called Dangerous Liaison. Ooh. And Alan Rickman played the villain in that. Oh, and right. It was yeah. so amazing that he was like, we got to get him. Yeah. And this was Alan Rickman's first uh, film, Maybe. first feature film. Right, ever. I think so. Yeah. Um, I know it was his first like or American, like real film. Right, and Lisa's He's, a major part. Yeah, none of that, you know, British bullshit. British bullshit with the, you can mm. tell the cameras are cheaper. Yeah, and they're all like, ooh, it's and, art. It's like, yeah, yeah, and the editing art. is like weird. You know, if Shakespeare was any good, we wouldn't have killed him in the Revolutionary War. Yeah, that's true, too. You know, he was their general. General douchebag. General douchebag. General Wordsy McGee. General. <laughs> anyway. General so poetry. You don't have any any thoughts on. Uh, I think William Shakespeare should play Hans. <laughs> William Shakespeare. Yeah. I have a thought. Give it to me. Wait, I, wait. No, before you give me your thought, because yeah. I know you've thought of yours. Yeah. Already, and I haven't, and I'm gonna come up with one off the top of my head and see if your pre-notion thought can okay. top the one that I think of right now. All right. So Hans Gruber. Mm. Whoopi Goldberg. All right. I would. I think that, it would be okay. I want to get back to that. Okay. okay. So my first thought yep. is Alexander Skarsgård. That's good. That's good. I mean, That's he's good. menacing. He's tall. Like all of the the Germans in this movie that were cast, most of them actually weren't German, but all of the henchmen uh, were over six feet tall. And they cast them okay, on that, that way okay. on purpose. Also, almost none of them were actually German, and all of the German <clears throat> spoken in this movie is pretty much gibberish. You said Alexander Skarsgård? Yes. Okay. Um, well, while you say that, so you're saying that they made the henchmen be over six feet because Alan Rickman was a short motherfucker. No, because they wanted him to be uh, 
like towering over Bruce Willis. They wanted him to be like. Oh, know, so so Hans Gruber has to be a towering. No, guy. he doesn't because he wasn't that much taller. But I was, you know. But Alexander Skarsgård is, and he's like creepy, and he could do some interesting things as a villain. I don't know if you've ever seen True Blood. So I'm Googling Alexander Skarsgård because I don't know that guy's fucking face. And we're talking about the height of Hans Gruber. And the second uh, suggestion for Alexander Skarsgård on Google is Alexander Skarsgård height. Yeah, he's a tall, you know, Swedish piece of meat. Is he Swedish? One of those things, Norwegian. Oh, well, I think his brother Bill should be Hans Gruber. That's uh, the classic Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a better one than Alex. Well, if we put... Well, you haven't seen the rest of the movies. I'm not going to spoil anything. I've seen... The, no, that's not true. I saw the... I want to say fifth one. The one that like came out 20 years after the last one. You know what I mean? Well, the one in Russia or the one with uh, Justin Long? The one with... Uh, with... Uh, Truth... Um, what's that guy's fucking... Elefante Kaka. What the fuck is this guy? Timothy Oliphant. The one with him. As the that was... Guy. Yeah, that was... Uh, Live free or die hard. Yeah, I watched that one in theaters and was like, you know what? I kind of liked it. Yeah. Even though I hate it. It was super, like, that's when he becomes Superman. (laughs) But I saw that one. Running on top of a plane. Yeah, I mean, and that one was, like, schlocky. Yeah. But I saw that in theaters before I ever saw (laughs) Die Hard. That's that's blasphemy. It's stupid. Yeah. It's really dumb. Lock me up. Throw me in jail. So here's the thing, though. You you agree with me that they should not remake this, right? (laughs) Of course. So if they are going to remake it in this climate that we're in mm-hmm. what if they fucking flipped script you're going political on me i'm going we make it politically correct we make it this time with bitches oh with chicks yeah oh a chick oh I so like this. what do you do like mainly with the so who's who is joanna mclean <laughs> yeah right uh, joan joan McClane. joan <laughs> yeah, that would be easier. Yeah, I mean that's. I'll give Joanna. you that. Yeah, Joanna Joan, that's short. Sure. Um. Uh. Well, I think it's got to be Gal Gadot. <laughs> yeah. No, again, not. I know. Here's. Uh, I got your beat on this one. Okay. Kristen Bell. Uh I know you think. Like, but man, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Veronica Mars? Like, she's got she got teeth, and like she'd be like good yeah, at. But like, to me, she's like the. Rock of females. I think it's too. No, that's Gal Gadot. Well, no, uh, because I fucking don't think that. Oh yeah, and, you can't compare the um, females and men. I guess. Yeah, because one <laughs> makes sandwiches and the other uh, builds buildings. <laughs> you know. All right. Well, okay. So this is my this is my chance. You have been my listening choice. to the Republican Convention, twenty sixteen. <laughs> Republicans say that. Anyway, so, I, don't, I don't believe that. But anyway, um, I think I think Christabel would be great. That's good, but there's got to be someone more homey. Like, what about Kristen Wiig? I think Kristen Wiig would be good. Would be better than Kristen Bell. I'm not going to disagree with that. You know, I'm not going to disagree. She kind of comes that. from a not an action realm. Yeah, which is why I was know? going with Kristen Bell too. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I just don't know. I mean, you know, I don't really. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that. I guess the only question would be, can she pull off a serious badass and not yeah. a yeah. satirical? Badass? Well, and she's a great actress. I've seen her in a lot she of things. She is great. I, mean, I could see either of them doing that. Yeah. Okay. So we'll decide that later. We're, so we're, who we're is Kristen Wiig? And so Kristen who Bell. is uh, the Hans Gruber or Gal, the Gal Gadot? Hansa Gruber. Gal Gadot. She has the accent. See, I think there's a much more obvious. Give it one. Uh, you don't watch the show. 
but you don't know that yeah. Uh, Lena Headley, yeah, Lena Headley from Game of Thrones. She plays Cersei. Yep, I've watched all of that. <laughs> I think she would be a great Hans Gruber or Hans S Gruber or whatever they, whatever the Hans is. Of yeah, yeah. Hans is. I think it's just Hun. Hun Gruber. Hey, Hun. You know. <laughs> Um, Hun Gruber. Okay, and so with that, I would say, uh, let's recast uh, the limo driver. His, the guy in the beginning of the movie? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's he did, kind of yeah. out. That's Pete Davidson. Okay, I was going to say Tiffany Haddish. She's real hot right now. Oh, we're still going with the all chicks? Uh, or Pete, both. Or Pete Davidson both. still works. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Got him. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I have no problems with Pete Davidson whatsoever. He has problems of his own, apparently. Well, I commend him for speaking out about it. All right. I do. All right, and then uh, let's go for the Reginald Val Johnson character. I mean, I don't have a <clears throat> chick one in, in mind. I do have a male one. Wait, in who mind. did you say would be the female limo driver? Tiffany Haddish. That's good. Yeah. 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 No, I like that. I, like I really that. like that one. Or why not Tiffany Haddish as fucking Joan McClain? I mean, yeah, yeah, that I could, could work. That could work. Yeah. And if we're going to go with the times, you know, I think having a woman of color. That could work, too. Lead that it, could work, and too. she could be a lead. I think she could. I really do think that she could uh, lead that strongly. I think that'd be good. I just don't know if she has the quiet part of the range now. <laughs> I know. No, no well, disrespect. No, she, well, yeah. You have she, to, like, sneak around. You can't be like, she does God have, damn! She does have a big personality, right? Yeah. But, dude, imagine, how, dude, she would so nail that yippee ki motherfucker, though, man. Yeah, she would change she, it to something, but, yeah. She would nail it, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what about um, uh, what about the original Val Johnson character? I came up with a guy. Who Who is Val Johnson? What? Who is that? Original Val Johnson, the the cop, the Family Matters dad. Oh, um, Al Powell in this movie. Okay. Um, well now I'm now I'm with you. Yeah, who's gonna be that? I say Jaleel White. <laughs> <laughs> Just full circle. Just bringing it Just around, circle. baby. Keep I those mean, fan theories going, you know baby. Keep you know what? Going. I don't. I don't dislike. He's that. at the age. My now. thought. My thought was uh, Lil Ray. Who? Lil Ray, he was in uh, uh, Get Out. He was the friend in Get Out. Oh. He was also oh, on he was actually also no, on the Carmichael show with Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, no, that's good. But that's I think good. he would be perfect and like he's kinda stocky, you know. He, well then Kevin James could do that as well. Like, let's make let's make Kevin James be the bitch for once. Kevin James should play the Holly part. <laughs> the wife. <laughs> the husband. Yeah, the yeah. husband. Yeah, he's the husband. Yeah. <laughs> Hollow Janeiro. I think that's giving him too much respect. Yeah. Um, I don't know who would play. Let's just make the rock if, the husband. <laughs> yeah, the rock one. And we just don't. Like, so just, just don't. Yeah, yeah that's he's just, right. just nobody's don't afraid use of him for any yeah. action. Yeah. He's, oh, like he's getting like yeah. And he's held like, by. He's like save me, Kristen Wiig. You know <laughs> that that could know? work. He's like, there's this crazy fucking chick. Yeah, that could work. You know. Uh, so the Rock is going to be the husband that needs to be saved. Well, Let's rock, just flip the, the script. We're gonna we got the script. We're gonna see how many flips it can do. Yeah, the and Rock has to be in it. Maybe the Rock could be one of the henchmen. He could be the Carl. Um, and yeah, like a he little, could be the Carl that yeah, that like that um, Kristen Wiig or Kristen Bell. No, 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 no. Have to. No, I thought it was kill. Carl Winslow's character. No, Carl's the name Carl. of the yeah Carl Carl the one that dies the henchman that dies. Yeah, yeah. Was Carl. Ki- was killed by. Reginald Val Johnson, Al. Right. So 
Carl was who the, did the we entrance say name. was going to play him? Lil Ray. Lil Ray, yeah. Or should we just find another female? Like maybe, oh, I mean Oprah. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, dude. I think she's, no, that's too old. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not old. obscure enough, I think, either. I mean, if you're going to get a female for that, let's see here. Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, that's oh, it. Oh, that's it. That's it. Nailed it. Nailed it. We just did a high five, if you couldn't tell. Hmm, yeah. We nailed it hard. All right. Well, I think that, that about wraps it up for this. Any uh, final thoughts? Um, No, I don't have any final thoughts other than how how does that movie go? How does it go with... Uh, Oh, with the, with, with those characters, cast. yeah. What's, um, how does a scene of well, that what, go? What scene do you want to do? Um, let's do the scene where Joan McClain is crawling through the air ducts, and it's just her in there. So I right. can just take a break. So why don't you and... take? Why don't you, you do the crystal? <laughs> no, I'm wig. joking. Let's do you a do scene the, where what, all of you us do are the in. Crystal it. Wig, and oh. I'll do the Kristen Bell. Okay. Wait, you're Kristen Powell. Who's that? Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Uh, you'll do your your cast. Oh, and then we'll decide yeah. who's going to be the best. Okay, so I'm Kristen Wiig, and I'm crawling through the air ducts as Joan McClain. Okay, so I'm going to... Go to the bag, go to the thing, have a little movie. Good clink. Scene. That was, that was pretty compelling. Yeah, no? All right, so here, let me try mine. Yeah. Yeah. Come down to the party. How have you left? Why don't you just let it go? I want to build a snowman. (laughs) Hey, who is that up there? (laughs) What's going on? I killed killed your brother. Let it go. Oh, oh, I got shot. Where am I? This is not the good place. Where are my shoes? Uh, okay, I was just naming things she's in. <laughs> I know? was trying to be Kristen Bell. Because <laughs> yeah. she'd be like, where are my shoes? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I get it now. I, get I it. lost them. <laughs> you know. Uh, right. good, good scene. Good, good scene. scene. Good I would work. watch that movie. I, I'm into it. I'm into it. I want to see both of them side by I side. I would watch both of them At the same time, split screen. At the same split fucking screen. I paid, I paid double ticket price. It's the future of film. In IMAX. 3D. You you make double D-box the seats. money. For half the price, and these fucking schmucks out there, they don't give a fuck. They just want movies to be shoved down their faces because they're fucking idiots that'll watch anything that's made. All right, well, we're going to get Bryce to bed because uh, he is getting real fussy. I want to sleep. You need a nap. I need a nap. Give all me right, so, ice cream. Uh, I mean, all in all, yeah. if you haven't seen Die Hard and you yeah. listen to this this far, you're very you're, strange. You're welcome, we too. It. <laughs> and you're also welcome because we made it better for you. Probably. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for listening. Uh, once again, I am yes. Chase Austin. And I'm Bryce Levi Perkins. And this has been... How have you not seen that? How have you not seen that? How have you not seen that? How have you not seen that?